Don't forget to check out Nerd to Know Bases here on Phoenix 92.5 FM with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and Bryn O'Rourke for everything nerd culture, video games, comics, and so much more. That's Nerd to Know Bases, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday here on 92.5 Phoenix FM. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Okay, everybody, you are listening to Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is Nerd to Know Basis, show 14. My name is Daryl Connor. We're back after a little bit of a break, and I'm joined on the line by my co-host, Mr. Bryn O'Rourke. How are you, Bryn? Uh, doing good. Surviving. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of, like, oh, I think we're going to be able to record this week. Oh, no, I have <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sick. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I uh, I don't have a Wi-Fi driver anymore. <laughs> uh, well, that's because you're after you're after um, setting up yeah. an Ubuntu, which is yeah, pretty cool. I have, yeah. And it's so great. I knew, it's hold on, great. hold on. Just for anyone who doesn't know, uh, and I'm sure listeners do know, but guys, yeah. right? So Ubuntu is a Linux OS alternative to Windows. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Mac. Um, and it's well, pretty yeah, sweet. It's, so you know, once you get comfortable in love with it, it can look like whatever you want it to look like. It's mm. kind of great. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I've been using it for I've been I've I've flirted with Ubuntu on and off for years. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know what happened in the last uh, in the last while. But I just kind of went. You know what? I'm gonna actually do a dual boot system. So that's basically where. You can choose to uh, to start up your machine like in the Ubuntu machine, or mm. start up like you're using Windows. Yeah, so that's kind of an. It's pretty cool. Doing it. And like it's it's handy. So when things aren't going, because in the beginning, especially with a lot of uh, with uh, with some Linux uh, distributions, you can hit these kind of issues where it doesn't like your drivers. It doesn't like anything really about it so it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to use windows for stuff that works and then as you're just getting it set up as you're getting all your drivers installed as you're getting all your programs installed it then like i mean i've been battling with ubuntu for about i'd say about six to eight weeks and it's now here's the, running. that's great like here's morning now and i'm using ubuntu it's awesome but here's the thing, though. It's it's been it's been a while since I've even looked at Ubuntu. Like the last time I looked at Ubuntu was for college, and now again I actually had to go back to Ubuntu before another college project. And um, yeah, I'm like, wow, this looks this looks really good and really usable. Now I never personally the Linux distros I use I don't use Ubuntu day to day. I still use Windows, but um. 
you know, I, I prefer other distros to Linux uh, to Ubuntu. Kali guy when it comes to the Debian. Yeah, yeah. So like Kali, Kali is the one that I use. Yeah. So so like when I say there's a few different kind of flavors of Linux. So you'd have like uh, your Unix style, which would be much more Red Hat and CentOS, and mm. kind of throw in Mac OS. Yep. that box as well it's based on it's based on unix yeah yeah and then you would have debian which is much more your ubuntu and um and and uh, kali and um um mate is another one as well isn't it and raspbian and all that kind of stuff as well all the raspberry pies run on yeah. debian as well yeah yeah um they're kind of like they're they're similar but they're different um and it does come down to it like the two most popular um, a Linux uh, flavors you'll see out there will be Ubuntu and Fedora. Fedora will be Unix, and then yeah. Ubuntu will be Debian. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, uh, it comes down to personal taste most of the time. Um, yeah, it comes to, it comes down to personal taste, but it comes down to function. You know, for example, like with Kali, you you never use it for surfing the internet. It's it's yeah. solely designed for security. Um, Raspbian is a great. It's great for Ras. Yeah, it's great for Raspberry Pi, but it's not really great for anything hardcore. Yeah, uh, games on it, like it's not. No, no, it's not designed for that. But like, it's just you can kind of do whatever you want. But the problem with Linux is support usually, particularly for people coming from a Windows perspective. Now, what's interesting with this is, and our listeners may not know, you can actually run Windows programs on a Unix environment by using a thing called Wine. Yep. Now you you dug deeper into that and set up Steam. So how did how did that go about? So like with um well I mean the thing is on Debian now as well you can get Steam just natively. It's uh, yeah. they have done Debian package, um but Steam have done this really interesting thing in the last year where they like Wine is this open uh, source package. Open source is basically like a the, it's probably the easiest way to to think about it is. Like you've heard of like uh, novels and films being in the public domain, and that's kind of what open source is for software. Um, so like with um, with Wine, it basically stands for like Wine is not an emulator. Um, <laughs> so that uh, um, and the idea is that you would uh, uh, you would use it to emulate uh, to be able to emulate uh, Windows programs on your uh, Linux machine. Well, well, no, it's it's like, it's to run the programs, but it, it emulates the the architecture of, exactly. of of a Windows environment because they're not the same, yeah. not the same thing. It, it kind of, it, it, it's a processor almost um, compared to an emulator, which would be an emulation of that soft, of that, uh, that architecture. We're getting really nerdy into this, guys. So apologies, but... <laughs> But still, no basis. So you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, you know, the point is the Linux rabbit hole goes deep. It really does. And they so like, Steam made their own version of Wine, which they call Proton, and it comes in as standard on every uh, Linux distribution of it. Because of using it, it has now boosted the amount of games you can play on Steam to on the Linux side mm. to in, from the hundreds into the thousands and it's awesome but here's something else that you know because now sorry, run doom 20 <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sorry for interrupting man but you now 
what people aren't aware about the Steam client now, anyone doesn't know, you know, when you play, if you play games on PC, you, you use Steam, right? So I, people don't know about the Steam client. It's actually a very, very, even on Windows, it's a very, very cool tool for optimizing your machine. It actually comes in with built-in opt, um, um, optimization software. So you can check your your settings. There's loads of things you can do with Steam's um client other than just play games oh yeah and, and people are not aware of that also like steam is cool for software so actually how does the software run on it like just like you know like um i'm like i haven't really like outside of my basic stuff so like i use um for like i go i hop between two uh web browsers one being uh Opera, I love it, yeah. and it's great firefox um, right and they like Firefox has been on uh, the has been on uh, the Linux distributions forever, um, and is awesome. And has honestly, I think it works better in Linux than it does on Windows. Ice Weasel as well, actually. Ice Weasel works fantastically well on on Linux uh, systems. Outside of that, I've been using like VLC Media Player, which runs great. Yeah, but that runs great everywhere. Sweet. Um, you know, and then outside of that, I'm not really using much of anything. Right. Like current clients, and they're they're fine for getting my legitimately acquired. Of course. Uh, you know, yeah. Of course. Uh, only the public domain stuff, of course. Only. Yeah. Because you have to support the official releases. Always. That is still within copyright. Well, here's the thing. I'm actually, as we're speaking, I'm I'm, I'm buying steel. I'm buying games off the PS4 store so so you know support support legitimate media guys always and what i will say is at the moment uh the psn network is having its christmas sale yep um you can get a massive array of games there um one that i'm really excited about Bryn is the new cthulhu game yep call of cthulhu uh and it, it was 60 quid normally and i actually went in to try and buy it there during the week because I'm like I'm not paying sixty quid for it unless it's a hard, yeah. hard copy. Uh, now it's on sale for thirty four ninety nine. So that's actually I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, that's grand. But the cool thing about it is apparently it's the I was watching Yahtzee's review of it, yeah. and true to Snark, uh, he pretty much said it's the same game as Dark Corners of the Earth, mm-hmm. which is a game from two thousand and five. Yeah. But it's it's the single best Cthulhu game or um, Lovecraftian game out there. That's unreal. That's great. It's very good. And that came out for... It's actually on Steam, but it came out for the original Xbox. So if you haven't played it, guys, I would recommend that. Or if you're too lazy to do that, buy Call of Cthulhu, which I've just done there. <laughs> oh, and actually, there's another game there, Roller Coaster Dreams. Um, that's on sale for four euros. Now, it looks terrible. It looks like a terrible theme park, but yeah. I, I stream on Twitch a lot. And one of the things that people like to watch me play is the Jurassic Park game. Yeah. So I figure after I do Jurassic Park game, I'll start making a roller, co- roller coaster theme park. So, uh, you know. Have you, I don't know if you, like, I went through this period where um, I love watching people, uh, every now and again, I have to get a fix of watching people play um, kind of sim, like uh, kind of games like The Sims or Roller Coaster Tycoon. Maliciously. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever done this, and I don't Maliciously. Hold on. Ma- maliciously. How, how do you watch someone play a game maliciously? So, like, in Roller Coaster Tycoon, the, like, there's, like, there's loads of different ways to play the game. But there's right. things you can do that are more sinister than... Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Other than taking, take, taking away the ladder in The Sims and such. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like, um, like you're playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, 
and your team par- theme park is doing really really well but it's it's doing well but it's not doing as well as your competitor next door How yeah do you get one step ahead of your competitor well there is one thing you could do which is where you build a roller coaster that doesn't have an end so that all the people go flying into your competitor's theme park and all the people die Lord, oh my god of that, of that theme park no one wants to go there they all want to go into you <laughs> that's really good you know like that's really good you know and like um like I, I, like it seems like every now and again people find new and more horrific ways to play the sims <laughs> like um well actually i got sims 4 recently there and it's it's quite good not as good as Sims 3 now or Sims 2, but a lot better than I was expecting, particularly on the PlayStation 4. Because when you get on the PlayStation 4, everything's included, all the all the DLCs included. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, like the... Uh, <laughs> I don't like. I don't know if you've ever heard any of the... Uh, like, not so much like just like, oh, I would just, uh, I would just uh, kill my Sims. But like some of the really things people do, like uh, having a whole slave trade of uh, of master artists. Yep. I've heard about that. There's a there's a Reddit thread of that, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and like, there's so many of those kind of stories. And every now and again, I just have to get a fix of them because they're insane. Fair. Like, sure. The kind of things people come up with. But see, I I find, you know, like, I can't watch people play games because I am just. I think it's a horrible waste of time. <laughs> However, when I'm playing games, I have no problem streaming them because I'm like, well, look, you know, people want to watch it. Why not? I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time watching somebody play, but I will waste my time streaming for you guys. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, the closest thing I ever got to like watching people play games was uh, the YouTube channel Game Grumps. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever watched it or heard. I have, I have. Yeah. So, like, for people who don't know, the Game Grumps was originally started up by uh, two internet celebrities. Uh, John Tron and uh, Eagle Raptor. Eagle Raptor like got really famous from doing the Metal Gear Awesome series on Newgrounds. Mm. If you remember in the mid two thousands, you sound like a boomer. <laughs> yeah, um, getting uh, getting closer and closer to sounding like a piece of gammon. <laughs> this is like my new favorite. Slur, by the way, it's I love great. it. Boomer is my boomer is my new favorite slur. I like yeah. that. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, like what I personally prefer about gammon is the fact that they try to claim that it's racist when it's clearly it's clearly ageist and it's kind of classist. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like get your terms correct, guys. Come on, you know, like racist. Yeah, usually racist means that it's going across a whole race of people, not just people of a certain age and race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, like the I mean, Game Grumps was great fun because it's like two legit funny people playing games and you're kind of like listening more because they're a podcast than mm. because it's like they're playing a game but um yeah like those are the kind of like that's the closest thing i ever came to outside of that like i have no interest in watching and watching someone be like, so i'm in this room now gonna pick up this item oh i'm dead it was a trap come back next time to watch me play dark souls some more and that's just every episode. Yeah. Who needs that? <laughs> like, well, like I don't know, man. If you ever go to restaurants or something like that, you see kids with their their uh, with their parents, and then they have the headphones in and they're watching the gameplay. I'm like, yeah. just play the game. I feel like just going over, smacking them, and go, listen, play the game. 
you know, stop watching your man playing it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, where are the parents? What are the parents doing? You know, and back in my day, my mom would kick me out of the room because I wouldn't, I was playing the game. I wasn't watching yeah. someone play the game, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. You know, this is around in 30 now and, you know, I just don't understand where the world went wrong. What happened? <laughs> the problem, but, uh, they opened the floodgates and they let anyone get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they need to repeal the internet. <laughs> we made a mistake. <laughs> uh but no, like I, I would say, anyone who's looking for some new games to uh, to pick up, and you have a PS4, go over and have a look. The Steam sale wasn't really good, you know. Ever since they got rid of the flash sales on Steam, uh, overwhelming. Yeah, like, like dude, I, dude, dude, like, but I had no money, so I didn't really. Enjoy yeah, it. <laughs> same, same. I was kind of, I was pretty much broke as well. Um, but what I liked about it, what I remember when Steam was in its heyday. And you'd you'd have the app set up, and it would ring during the flash sales, and you'd run to a computer so you could buy like Skyrim for a euro. You know, this is class, yeah. you know. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, twenty percent off. Yeah. Okay. Hey, guess what? You can get Grand Theft Auto Five has been reduced from sixty euro to forty nine euro. What a saving for a five year old game. But you know who? But you know who ruined this? Right, Dave Newell. No, well, <laughs> the people, well, the the refund thing that came in, like for a long time, there were you. It was it was going downhill before the refund. Yeah, but it was very very difficult to actually get a refund from Steam for a long period of time. And look, I, I look, I've used the refund system once because oh, twice because Layers Layers of Fear, which is a great game, uh, kills my PC, so I can't, I can't actually run it. I can only run it on the PS4. And then Welcome to the Game Two, which is a really good game, uh, killed my PC as well. Is that just not an audio file of uh, of Triple H being like? Welcome uh, <laughs> to the game. Uh. No, I, do, do you want to know what it actually is? No. <laughs> no, it actually is. A, I'm going to tell you anyway. It actually is a, a dark web simulator. So if you, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. And welcome to the game one. Sorry, welcome to the game one is like, it's pretty cool. It's not as expansive, but the whole goal is you're trying to go through the dark web and avoid being hacked into a serial killer who's tracking people who's the dark web and stuff. That's a lot of fun. But the second one, you can actually, you can actually get up and walk around and turn on the TV and this kind of stuff. But it, it, the whole thing is basically you getting up on a computer and trying to like do it. It's actually a lot of fun. But the second one was just the way it was built. Uh, it just doesn't work well my pc so i can't actually play it which is kind of that's a shame yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not the best but is what it is um yeah i'm kind of disappointed it doesn't have narration by triple h <laughs> should yeah. it should yeah. i wish it did i did, yeah. then i'd buy it twice <laughs> <laughs> like, um, i know i mean it's even i feel like um like one of the be- like when I first went on the Steam, like one of the things I really liked was that every now and again, you'd get an opportunity to get a game for super cheap that like you would never, you'd never even consider playing if it wasn't such a cheap deal and it wasn't like so worthwhile. Like I got her story for about I think for a euro, and her story is one of the best games I've ever played. I love that. I love that game to. I love that game to death. Um. And like 
it was so nice to get like it was just so nice to have that opportunity to play it like I feel like um I feel like now like I go on Steam and you go like I'm, I don't even feel like I'm saving money when I buy games here anymore you know like mm. it seems like the deals have gone have gone down like have gone down and with around the same quality that indie that the quality in indie titles go down because of all the shovelware on the side, on the on the store now yeah, well, like uh, anyone who watched his, uh, you watch Jim Sterling, don't you? I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, the Jinquisition Jim Sterling show on YouTube. He kind of chronicles this, yep. and it's it, like Steam is very upsetting because anyone can get a game on Steam. Like I remember, you know, it was very, very difficult to get a game on Steam to green light and stuff. But now it's just you have to pay like I think a hundred dollars. Yeah, to submit it. And no, that no no that like it was initially it was hundred dollars to submit it so it could be approved to be on Steam. Now it's a hundred dollars just to get it on Steam. Yep. They've made it easier to get shovelware on when they're supposed to make yeah. it harder. And it, Here, but it's you know what happened? Well, it's it's the same way. You usually see this with um, handheld games. Particularly successful handheld games. So the three, so the DS is full of shovelware. The 3DS is even more full of shovelware. And I'm just like, I don't understand how this is a good policy. I don't understand how this is something that is beneficial for a company to fill their platform up with garbage. Mm. But it just makes it more special when something good actually gets put onto it. Also, Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph 2 just came out today, so I need to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get my girlfriend to watch the first one, too. Um, oh, man. Like, Such a good movie. Yeah. A, that, that literally only came out there. I just have to see an ad for it there. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. As the, ki- as the kids would say, it's going to be lit. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't even know what these mean anymore. I'm just yeah. like, actually, speaking of memes, right? I actually do. So, like a good, there's a good toss up between "Hello, fellow kids," and yeah, uh, from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. For like, which one is the bigger meme that we use? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, it, it is pretty. It's funny though, and just have nowhere. You're like, from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> oh, it's just like it's just such a brilliantly shit line. <laughs> and it can just... But here, here's, <laughs> but here's the thing about the the third uh, the third Star Wars movie. Like, I legit, I legit love, I love Return of the Jedi, uh, Return of sorry, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the second best Star Wars movie, right? Yeah. But the problem with it is, understand why? Because <laughs> it is. It actually is so good. But the problem with it is, the acting in it is so poor at points that it just becomes so memeable that you cannot take it seriously. Like the biggest problem is right. Like with that film, is that all the actors are all giving performances that belong in different films <laughs> from what everyone else is doing. So like. You have uh, what's the name of the guy who plays Palpatine? Amy McDermott. Yeah, yeah, my God, that man is literally chewing all of the virtual scenery. 
in every scene. He's having a great, he's having a great time. He's having a great time. Though. He's having Raul Julia, Raul Julia level <laughs> in that film. But so was, but so was Obi Wan. So was uh, uh, McGregor. He's also having yeah, but a great time. Ewan is like is hamming it up in a like he's hamming it up in like an amateur theater kind of way <laughs> by comparison you know and then yeah. like uh hayden christensen who i think is trying to do a very he's trying to do the best job he can of acting in a melodramatic fashion and is he's just not good <laughs> like at any point in any of the scenes He's just like the best he comes off of off as is bland, and then when he and at worst as just being unnecessarily whiny for the character he's supposed to be. Uh, but like the thing about it is, I think he, he's he's less whiny in that than the other two. Like episode one is pretty much unwatchable with the exception of Dark Maul and the Pod Race. The fight is so great. That lightsaber. Yeah, all the lightsaber is unreal. Yeah, the episode two is pretty much unwatchable. Period. Uh, the Obi Wan scenes are great. Exactly, the Obi Wan scenes are great. Yeah, but, but like <laughs> episode three is is very watchable to the point of it's actually it's actually very good. It, like I ah oh, the the problem with episode with episode three is like. So on, yeah, I mean, like, there are, like, look, it, it's a film that is like, it's inherently flawed, and it kind of shifts tone and like quality very like wildly throughout the whole film, and it's very bloated. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and like, look, it's a very fun film. I would say that there's like far too many blemishes to have it be better than say like I mean for me Empire is the best one but like I wouldn't say that it's better than I wouldn't say that it's better than uh, Return of the Jedi or better than uh, than A New Hope certainly just mm. it's just like more so just because there's just there's just too many things wrong with it whereas like there's not really that much to complain about with a new hope and there's less to complain about with return of the jedi whereas there there's like there's just so many there's so many not <laughs> what happened on set today <laughs> like i don't know, I, I would gladly watch uh sith anytime I just think Sith, like yeah. Sith is fun in the same way that like I have I have more fun watching Batman and Robin than I do The Dark Knight. Ah, uh, stop! No, stop! Stop! No, 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 no! That's that. Let's not say things you can't take back. <laughs> I, I'm not saying for a moment that the that The Dark Knight's not a is a worse film than Batman and Robin. All I'm saying is, which film would someone say? Which would would you say is a more fun film to watch? Oh yeah, it's the giant turd film. Is a much more fun film than the overly serious film about a man who likes to dress up as a bat. Like you know, it's just the. Uh, but he doesn't like to dress up like a bat. It's how he handled his mental problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> how he handled it. It is. Like, yeah, that, it, some people go to council and he just he dresses up as a bat and punches the poor, <laughs> who have who have to res, who have to resort to crime because the social economic problems in Gotham are really bad. That's Batman, guys. That's that's what that's what he does. 
<laughs> what I do. Why hop out it? I do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right. Uh all right, so let's shift gears a bit here and like oh, do man. the watershed of issues. Shifting gears. <laughs> hey. So I went to go see Harry Potter and the Catch Grab. Oh yeah. Uh the other day. Yeah, the fantastic and, and where they're not found at all. <laughs> look, I don't know, man. I don't know. look, I don't get people's I don't get people that like Harry Potter. Just yeah. don't understand it. I'm like, I'm like, man you know, like okay, ch- chicks like it, I'm like, cool, you know, great. Look, I mean it's but if blokes like it, I'm like, why man? Like yeah. Tolkien was there, you know. What yeah. what were you doing? You know, it's very, I think it's very much like a generational thing. Like, um, okay. I know I know people who uh, who absolutely adore Harry Potter and adore that whole mythos. And like, you know what? More power to them. There's people who who think the Firefly's legitimately better than than Star Trek. And I'm like, sure, guy, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, like it's one of those things where like. I like like it's not for me. I would rather I would much rather have. I don't think it, I don't think it's for me. It's it's not a, that great a fantasy world. But I understand why people. I understand that. Like I get. I can understand that people like just really got into get into it, and that's cool. Like it's you know like um. Like it's not exactly like uh, you know. I think I think it's a better series than Narnia, you know. Like, oh what? No, 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 no. Listen, Narnia's a series that is is a bunch of different stories that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> like, of course, but you know, Tolkien was still there, kind of helping him along, going here. Let's fix this. And I think it's a much richer, deeper mythos compared to co- well, yeah. compared. But they're, they're like be different things, you know. Of course, of course. But the the the, pro- the problem I have with Harry Potter is Harry Potter. You know, uh, he's he's the worst. He is the worst like protagonist in anything ever. Um, I think the world is pretty good, but they never flesh it out, and that's why I, I was kind of excited. Fantastic Beasts is trying to do is the exactly that, that's 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 my point, and that's why I'm like okay, cool, you know, the first one was okay, it wasn't terrible. It was fun. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I I I enjoyed it more than anything else than any of the Harry Potter movies. But what I would say is, uh, like, I was excited to watch. I actually kind of said right. What is the point here of these movies? Like, why do people like them? So I tried to watch it, and I was like, okay, God. Then I go see the second one, and I'm like, mm. the second one has not been embraced thoroughly by the fan base. <laughs> well, I'm like, when I was watching, it, I'm like, this is exactly like all the other movies. There's literally no difference. It's just there's Johnny Depp in it, and Dumbledore is supposed to be gay, but he's not gay. Is he gay with Johnny Depp? Possibly. I'm really confused what's going on. Yeah, and they kind of employed it with the with the weird candle thing and they won't fight each other, but no one says that. And then your man, Eddie Redmayne, is running around doing something for some reason. And then the movie kind of ends and I fell asleep halfway through. I woke up and Johnny Depp was giving a speech where he's Hitler. But basically... That, but then, like, you're one who can't marry your man who was in Fanboys... Yeah, but then 
he's like, oh, if like if I go in, I'll be able to make things better by killing all these people. So she joins him, and I'm like, wait. So your character, who's supposed to be an analogy for the for the Holocaust, is being joined by the only Jewish character yep. in the series. Yep. Okay, and now your diversity has an Asian woman becoming a snake. Yep. That's kind of racist. Yep. So I'm like, J.K. Rowling, are you a racist? No time for taboo. Can't believe I have to rap on track. So you get it. Wanna talk about so much stuff, then you just give me hush. We Okay, so you're catching us on the podcast and you want to find out, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, the TuneIn app has you covered. That's TuneIn. Just look for Phoenix 92.5 FM and you'll be able to check us out live. Don't forget, if you want to contribute to the conversation, go over to Twitter. nerd 2 no 92.5 is our Twitter. That's nerd 2 the number 2, no 92.5 is our Twitter for the show. If you want to chime in, you can. Every Saturday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Do you like wrestling? Then what are you waiting for? Check out the Rescue International Desk this Tuesday and every Tuesday on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and my co-host, Reno Rourke, bringing you over 300 editions of the show and counting. The Rescue International Desk, Phoenix 92.5 FM. Okay, and now your diversity has an Asian woman becoming a snake. Yep. That's kind of racist. Yep. So I'm like, J.K. Rowling, are you a racist? Is that what's happening here? Or are you just really tone deaf? I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand why, why J.K. Rowling's held up as like a progressive, progressive icon when none of her work actually shows that. Like, it's boring and trite. I'm like... Okay. Yeah. Why is this good? I just also like. I mean, a lot like a lot of her work has been, like, especially like the more like, um, a lot of like the lore that she uses is like, it's more like, um, a lot of it's very um, derivative. It's very derivative. Like that that was the problem I had with the Harry Potter movies. I'm like, I've seen all of I've seen all of this before done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also like I mean, the, one of the things about like um, uh, I mean, one of the things about that like what it usually comes up in conversations about like, well, it's derivative. It's like yeah, but I mean, she could easily say that it's inspired. They go like, okay, well, you're gonna have a conversation about like something being derivative and something being inspired. Let's look mm. at Lord of the Rings, where it's massively influenced by uh, Wagner. Yeah, but but it's math, massively influenced by Beowulf. Massive. God, uh, I would say the Hobbit's more influenced by Beowulf. Well, um, Rohan is entirely influenced by Beowulf. <laughs> yeah, but but like the Lord of the Rings saga is directly influenced by Wagner's no, uh, War of the Ring. But like. No, there's like there's magic rings throughout all of folklore, so no. I uh, no no, but I mean there is an opera that's literally about a ring being destroyed in the same way. It's opera shot. Yeah, but there's also like a lot, a lot of other folklore that's also influenced all throughout the book. 
Of course, of course. But the point is, you know, like you can't just point to something and go, oh, okay, this is ripping it off compared to in the Harry Potter universe where like she literally ripped off this yeah, from here. The fact that like she basically took Merlin, the design for Merlin and the design for Gandalf. Mm. I'm going to smush these together. And yeah, well, actually, you know what? You know what I did? No, I did really enjoy in a new movie, and I would have to say, and a lot of people are like, oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, okay, but what I really did enjoy, I did enjoy uh, Nicholas Samel appearing, yep, purely because I really like Nicholas Samel as like a, as a historical person, yeah. Um, and his grave is in Paris, and you can actually go see his grave or his tombstone. Mm. Like you can actually, it's a real thing you can go see. I'm like, oh, that's pretty rad. So ending with Nicholas Smell and I'm like, cool. But having him appear randomly in the series is like, that's a bit strange. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like when Leonardo shows up in Assassin's Creed and you're like, this is really dumb. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's no, it's more actually. You want to talk about that? The new Assassin's Creed, the new Assassin's Creed game. Uh, Herodotus shows up, and you're like, "What? No, <laughs> this is ridiculous." Is this but uh, in reality, yeah, it's like okay, this is just. But you know, I think it's supposed to be like a seven movie series, right? Uh, and the Fantastic Beasts, yeah, yeah five or seven, probably not. Well, no, that's what it was supposed to be, but I don't think it will. Like, okay, what I will say is there's a kernel of a good idea there, but they really need to understand. They need to, well, look, J.K. Rowling needs to stop writing. writing. She is terrible. She's not a good writer. Like, I read the first two Harry Potter books and as, as like a nine to 10 year old, and I got so bored by the circle and I threw it behind a radiator, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is dog, dog duty. It's not good. But some people love it, so whatever. You guys like it, great. But yeah. for me, my opinion, right? Don't at me. Um, <laughs> Adam. Adam. <laughs> Ask him so much. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, she's not a good writer. Maybe she was at one point, but she wrote these two movies. And it was like, oh, you know, I'm disavowing it. I'm like, well, she wrote all the rest of them, but she probably had editors. What happened now is this woman has the George Lucas syndrome where no one is saying to her, this is a bad idea, when they should be like, hey, this is a bad idea. As well, like, like the unanimous thing. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're saying? Is that what they're saying? Oh, but there you go. Then that's, she has the George Lucas syndrome. Someone needs to be like, listen, love, stop. You're bad at this. You know, let's take this to someone who actually knows what they're doing. I was talking with uh, my girlfriend about it because she's a massive fan of Harry Potter. She really did not like the ending because it's, it ends on a massive, massive lore break, and um, she's like, she's not. She's like, I'm not even interested in seeing the next one now because of it. And I'm like, now you understand how I feel about Star Wars. <laughs> no, well, no. See, uh, yeah, okay. like, I have no, no desire to see any Star Wars. Well, okay, okay. Well, look, what I will talk about on the Star Wars thing, right? A really good Darth Vader comic came out this week. Actually, for anyone who's interested, it's actually class. It's really good. It's all based in uh, Mustafar, which is, which is where Vader's castle is. It's actually it's it's one of the best Vader scenes ever. Um, Vader's comic book character Not better than no no. <laughs> well, anyway, what I will, <laughs> look, what I will say is right. 
any any of those Disney movies have been terrible. However, however, and a big however, there seems to be a lot of interesting stuff that Disney are doing with episode nine that could actually fix things. You say that now, but you you know it's gonna like no. I don't though. I I don't. I'm hoping. See, here's the thing. I they literally have nothing to lose, but everything, right? So if they play it safe. Everyone will hate it because they can't really play it safe. The only way to play it safe is to just start again, which they should actually do. They should just have Luke wake up and be like, what happened? And then Mara Jade walks in and then there you go. And then just start new. This is something we've talked about outside of recording, but like basically what, That's what they should what, do. What myself and Dara have talked about doing before is like for anyone who's old enough to remember that the infamous scene in Dallas, where <laughs> one of the characters wakes up and or getting shot is all a dream. That's basically what we want to see happen, where it's complete shot-for-shot remake, where Mark Hamill just wakes up out of bed, and he's like, oh, I had a horrible dream. (laughs) Then Mario J's there going, hey, hey, it's fine now. It's fine. But Han was shot, and he had a son, and he was evil for some reason. I don't understand any of it. There was a girl called Ray. Ray's a guy's name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, no, and then what happens is the door opens and Han and Leia walk in with, with their kids. Yeah, uh, Jason and Janka and Ben, and you're like, this is great. And then so they can just start again. And look, even have Oren Eroy come in, you know, and then young, it's brilliant. And Carl just oh, Carl Katan is in it, yeah. and it's like you know what, Disney just do that. And you'll be fine because if they do anything else, it's probably going to be a dumpster fire. So that Dallas scene done. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know why they just don't do that. Like they have nothing to lose. Right. But what apparently they're talking to do is they're going to, because they've introduced time travel in, in, in rebels. Yeah. So what they're talking about doing is having some way to kind of retroactively fix the timeline. Oh, good. So that always goes down well. No, it doesn't. And this yeah. is why they should, you know, like, but it's going to involve cloning and time travel. Like, it's going to involve cloning and time travel, two things which yeah. they could just avoid yeah. by doing the Dallas scene. But, like, you know, if, if they're going to do cloning and time travel, you should also just put in amnesia as well, just for good measure. Just all the trice. <laughs> Get out of jail free plot elements that have been used in soaps. But see, the, well, the thing about it is, like, it's not only get out of jail free here, like, the franchise is broken, bleeding out, and dying. Yep. Like, it, 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 it has no juice to it at all, to the point that nobody even cares about it anymore. And I just don't know why, because what they could actually do, they could just have a way of jumping, not only time travel, but dimensional jumping. Mm. Vader actually in the new comic breaks through dimensions as well so what they could do is they could just break into the expanded universe yeah and then they could do sliders both star wars characters yeah like it's because they have to fix what ryan johnson and disney have done and there's loads of ways to do it but none of them are like clean adrian's dead oh man yeah he like see uh, uh, if they had just made tron as the movie, that would have been fine because then everybody, or even just, here's a better idea. Just set movies way before 
the Star Wars trilogy. Like even in the expanded universe, when I was growing up listening to well, or you know, watching Star Wars and reading the media, I actually always hated the books, with the exception of Tron and one or two others. I always hated the movies, the the, the media that was set after after the Jedi, except for the Cal Katan series, because that's kind of different. But yeah. I always found great. Yeah, the Cal look, I Jedi is one of the best books ever. Mm. It's the best Star Wars book ever. And the games and stuff with Dark Forces and Jedi Knight and Jedi Academy, they're Empire. Oh, Shadow's Empire is great. But that's Kyle's not in that. Hmm? Kyle's not in Shadows of the Empire. No, he isn't. Dash Render no. is. Dash Render is, yeah. Dash is great. Yeah. But see, there you go. Like they could just make those things. Yeah. And you know, a sure fry cash cow would be an old republic and TV show or a Knights of the Old Republic movie. Yep. You know, and you you could just you could like give yourself the freedom. It's the same problem that's happened here with the Harry Potter thing. It's too close, and it's too much of the same things. But the problem was particularly with it's with, more like the um, what happened with the X Men prequels. Yeah, where like you're going, okay, so you're going to be in the 1990s, and in nine years, you've got um, all. Uh, the guy playing Magneto has to look like Ian McKellen. <laughs> like, <laughs> where Michael Fassbender has trained Ian McKellen in nine years. It's a bit dumb. <laughs> well, look, you know, that I can forgive to an extent because they lampshade it, but the, there's also so much time travel and yeah. alternative dimensions stuff that it kind of it fits. Yeah. But with Star. Like with the, the Dumbledore stuff as well, though. It's yeah. Why did he go? Why did Dumbledore go in the space from, of, from Jude Law? Yeah. In the space of like what sixty years, go from a guy who's all clean cut and wearing three piece suits to wearing pajamas <laughs> and gowns. Like Voldemort did really mess them up. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, but like the thing about it is, it's like Harry Potter now is experiencing the pre like prequels don't work. Yep. Prickles don't work, and the more people realize that, the better. Particularly as movies, books, and other media. Yeah, fair enough. But prequels are just nobody cares. Like, the, look at the, look. The solo movie was the pro- was case in point. I actually really liked the solo movie because I had no expectations. Yeah. But nothing happened in the solo movie. It yeah. nothing. Ha- there were no stakes. There was no point for that movie. Nothing was lost because all of Han Solo's character development happens after the for, the fourth movie yeah. it's like okay like there is a cool prequel han solo movie and it's silly uh, not out there but it's not that one like there's a cool book called death troopers where him and so so uh, him and chewie are on a, a zombie infested imperial ship mm. and that's quite a good book it'd be a silly movie but at least something would have happened yeah. you know but then again when you're reading that book the whole time you're like well i know they're going to be fine because they're kind of in the rest of the movies, you know? No. But look, what's your prediction on this? Do you think there'll be more Harry Potter movies or do you think this is this is done? This one kind of I think this one probably didn't did well enough money wise to warrant another one being made. But I would say something I I'd say there'll, there'll be another one there'll be another one done. But it probably won't go much longer than that because there probably won't be a need to. 
Yeah. Like it's so like I think this is the problem though as well, is that like when you when a film when a film comes out and like it puts off the the fan base, mm. it's it's really hard to win back those people. Like things ha- kind of begrudgingly. Boy. Yeah. Same thing same thing's happening now with Doctor Who. Yeah. Which is which is mad. You're one Jodie Whittaker, is her name? Yeah. She wants to leave. Yep. Already. Yep. And I don't have a problem. Look, I haven't watched Doctor Who. Yep. So I just want to set this record straight. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, the Doctor shouldn't be a woman. It's going to be bad. The point is she shouldn't have been because it breaks the character, but that's not why I stopped watching. I actually stopped watching that show under, P- under um, Capaldi because I found them really boring and horrific. Um, so that's what turned me off the show. But I'm like, wow, okay, so... You're, go- you're literally just on the show already. You've done this historic thing, fair play. But you and the showrunner are going to leave. And the only reason why she wants to leave is because the showrunner wants to leave and she doesn't want to work with anybody else. Yep. And I'm like, well, okay. That's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, that kind of says a lot more about her. <laughs> than yeah. But like, you know... Like, I mean, Doctor Who is, like, among one of the most iconic shows in British television history. Sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi history. You don't even have to genre-fi it. In just in the that nation's history of television. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, it's... a more iconic show. No, but I mean, I would say not only... Like... Yeah. Well, here's the thing, like, when I was over in the... <laughs> at the 50th anniversary thing yeah. you know that was huge that was like Comic Con yeah. you know actually it was bigger than Dublin Comic Con I would say it was up there with what you'd have at the Comic Con in the States because it was so massive and it was literally just uh, Doctor Who that was it there was nothing else and it, it's grown from being a dead brand up but now I'm seeing a lot of this stuff online purely based on you know I said a lot of this probably with Capaldi's as well but uh with Jodie Whittaker, like, yeah. well, people, people are just finding about the decline of the show ever since Matt Smith left. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, like, I've like Doctor Who was something that just completely passed me by. I never, <sighs> never. It's good. It, it's good. I watched it's... episodes, some of the episodes of Christopher Eccleston, but that's mm. kind of like, and that's like fucking, that's like pretty old school for now. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like, so I kind of like caught on to this as like very much outside looking in, and like, I mean, with when like when she got announced as it, it's like okay, cool. Like Jodie Whitt- Whittaker's had a known career. She's mm. like you know she's been like she's done some good work. Yeah, and you're just kind of seeing like you're kind of seeing some people complain because they're like, well, this is a desperate move because the show is declining. And then you also have people who are like, the doctor shouldn't be a woman because of reasons I have I don't understand. It doesn't Well basically, long story short, the reason why is because up until this point it was established that the doctor's a man. And it's just that's just the way it is. Like the whole character makes no sense. But you know, there is this kind of progress there is this kind of progressive pushing with yeah with it and I'm like and fair enough like the doctor regenerates they can regenerate into any form so they could take the they, they, they yeah they, like. they can and that's you know so it, it, that is a thing yeah. but 
personality-wise and all that kind of stuff, it's it doesn't really fit when you watch the entire show. It just made it just screams of desperation. Like the master did it, and it made more sense when the master was a woman because that's the kind of character they were. They were super kind of like like devious and conniving. So from from a perspective, I'm like they would change they would change mm, play forms. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the master is also a time lord, so, so the same like a, like a consistency for what exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like when the doctor turns up, you know, it's like you don't know what form we're going to take, but it's kind of consistent, you know. It's but with the master, like the whole run of that character was the master returns as a woman and screws yeah. everybody up because they weren't expecting it. Yeah, um, when Jodie Whittaker turns up, it's like you're only like there's no reason for you to do this you're just doing it purely for for two reasons either to push an agenda or to get clicks and save a show that's desperately in need of a revamp but possibly neither exactly and look we're not going to get into that it's outside of our scope of what we do but uh you know as a fan of of the series I stopped watching when the doctor was a man, so I don't really have a dog in the fight anymore. But when I saw this, I was like, "Wow, this is really bad." Yeah. But I, I don't know. I always, like I think with stuff like this, it always just comes up. Like every now and again, you just see some arguments that are kind of weird <laughs> when it comes mm. to this. Like I always find like um, one of the, like the like every now and again, I see um, petitions to make Idris Elba into James Bond, which to me that's an awesome choice. Because Idris yeah. is the man, like he is. But you yeah. see people go like, he, "James Bond can't be black," and you're like, "James Bond could be Irish and Scottish and Welsh, and you hadn't, didn't have a problem." So I don't understand. <laughs> but the thing about Idris Elba is like, he sh- he should not have been Heimdall. That was horrific. Yeah. Right. There, he, sh- he shouldn't have been Heimdall. I'm sorry. Like, no, that's just that's like that's like that's like having uh, Black Panther be Colin Farrell. Yeah. It's just a bad casting choice. Well, that also... Uh, <laughs> the exact same reason, yeah. But Aegis Alpha, he is one of the most British dudes ever. Like, come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What do you want? Like, enemy of British, of British charisma. Like, yeah, man. Like, when he, when he, like, anything he's been in, you're like, with the exception of Thor, because, he, you know, it's just he was a bad fit anyway. But yeah. anything he was in, it's like, well, this guy's actually really cool. You buy him. He's yeah. totally suave. You know, he's oh, man. The wires. My mom. My mom's actually rewatching the wire. Well, she's watching the wire for the first time. Yeah. She's like, "It's so good." I'm like, "Yeah, I told you this about ten years ago." <laughs> Did you see that guy? Yeah, he's English. Yeah. 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 But what's funny about it is, it's like when I see that, I'm like, "What is your problem?" Oh, you're just a racist. Okay, then. Fair enough. Yeah. You know. I haven't seen like a li- like. I mean, when you come- can't believe it when it comes to like um, a lot of these kind of things, you do see like legitimate arguments and then but it's like the with james bond it's like the most like there's not one legitimate argument i've seen for why idris elba couldn't play james bond <laughs> like like to be fair like i think daniel craig is a poor choice to play james bond i think i think for what they were going for he was a really good choice yeah and the series of films they did with them granted like i mean like casino royale and skyfall are excellent and two of the best James Bond films there's been but they've just been so they've kind of like broken molds and mm. the Cosmos Solace is kind of ugh, and the same for Spectre you know mm. uh, Spectre was terrible like I 
I, w- I wouldn't go so far. I just wouldn't, like, I didn't, like, it didn't elicit an emotion for me, so I wouldn't say it's terrible. You know? Right. I don't have a connection to the series as such, but I have seen them. Yeah. And um, when I'm watching them, I'm just like, okay, you know, it's not doing anything for me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not engaged. Uh, and it's weird, when I'm watching a series that I don't have any emotional connection with, I like the kind of emotional distance that I have, but at the same time, I'm like, I wish, yeah. I wish I was feeling something for this. Yeah. Like, I have childhood memories for the most of the James Bond films. Oh, probably, yeah, because like, no, I mean, we're right beside England, so yeah, it's just the way it is. Also, yeah. it's like um, uh, Network Two used to do like a season where they would have like the James Bond films play because it basically takes up like three months of films. Yep, you know, <laughs> and like. So, you know, I remember watching them and, like, really enjoying them because they're just, like... I mean, especially, like, the Sean Connery ones are just, like, dumb fun, you know? Um, uh, with, like, some really, really sweet one-liners. But, like, mm. I mean, the, like, they've gone through such a weird metamorphosis over the time. Like, the Roger Moore films, I enjoyed when I was younger, and now I watch them now, and I'm like, these are all crap. Because Roger Moore's crap. Um... The Timothy Dalton ones are like oddly enjoyable, mm. <laughs> um, and then the Brosnan ones we don't talk about. Yeah, well, <laughs> Golden Eye's pretty good. Yeah, Golden Eye's pretty good, but you know the video. I like. Better. Yeah, yeah, I like Golden Eye a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that's one of the best ones. Um, like the reason why Sean Bean dies at least once in every film. Um, really? It has to be described as such. He's the reason that you have to describe Sean Bean as dying at least once because of Golden Eye, because Golden Eye, because he died twice in it. He did, yeah. Well, here's the funny thing about um, we'll, we'll, we're coming to the end of the show now, but you know, when I met Sean Bean, I was on set for GOT. No, 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 no. It was a show called The Frankenstein Chronicles. <laughs> so we had to surrender our phones and all this kind of stuff. And it was weird because you know yourself, man, doing extra work, you don't usually have to do that. But we had to sign this big eight-page front-to-back secrecy document. So we're like, oh, what's going to happen? This is kind of crazy. Sean Bean turns up and we're like, this guy's going to die. You know, <laughs> it's just going to be... The- not that, you know, the twist would have been if he had lived. The scene was a hanging scene where he dies. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What the, I would have said though, he is the nicest guy yeah. I have ever met in my life. Oh, I he was. He was. He was on set for nine hours. Six of those was him getting hung legitimately, because there's no way to fake a hanging. Yeah. Really, so they'd hang him mm. and the rest of the crew for a while, and then the stunt people would come out for the actual drop because that's when your neck can break. Yes. Yeah. Um. So obviously you didn't want to break Sean Bean's neck, but uh. After he was hanging for about three hours, he came around to everybody, and there were like 80 of us on set, and he came around, and he shook everyone's hand and said, hey, how are you? How are you getting on? You know, That's I'm like, wow, you are the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. So we'll not have a bad word ever said about Sean Bean because, you know, man, you know, you've done a lot of extra stuff. I've done a lot of extra stuff, and when you meet the, the movie stars, some of them can be absolute you-know-whats. Yeah. Um, is not one of them. Yeah, like some some of them are great though. Like I remember, like the one thing that uh, I was thinking about with John Bean and like how like how often he dies in films is like, have you ever seen have you ever seen or read the uh, the play The Field? Yeah. So Sean Bean is in the film adaptation of it. Where yeah. He 
uh, where he plays the son. Now, if you've ever seen the stage version of it, the son doesn't die, but he kills in the film. <laughs> he dies by getting run over by loads of cows. Yep. For reasons. Yeah. Sean Bean must die, apparently. <laughs> he doesn't die in Jupiter Ascending, though. The only thing that dies in that movie is the movie. Yeah. And, like, yeah, oh, that film is... Like, I, uh, that film is, like, um, if someone went, like, oh, I really like Dune, but I don't want to be ambitious in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you know what? We'll put a pin in that. Yeah. Next week, the goal is to watch Jupiter's ending and do a review of it. That's the homework for next week. Jupiter's ending and Dune in one sitting. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, look, we've we, we reached the end. We we reached the end of the show, guys. So, Brendan, is there anything you'd like to plug before we say goodbye? Um, I will just plug our good friends over at Geeks of the Industry. You can go over to geeksoftheindustry.com where they have a wide array of different podcasts that you can choose from to listen to. They have the wrestling types out there. They have shows like WrestleBollocks Radio and Mega Powers Radio. For the likes of uh, horror films, they have the Creature Features podcast, they have the Elm Street Radio podcast, and I believe they have a few other other horror-themed uh, podcasts, but I just can't think of them right now. Occasionally, myself and my good friend, who is Punk KSC, get together, and we do our ever-popular Shit Film Sundays 2 shit harder and um yeah they like geeks are geeks are a great bunch of guys they have an amazing amazing facebook group uh called geeks of the industry i would highly highly recommend you guys check it out if you have the time you can talk Mm. you can find me you can find dara there you can find the amazing fearless leader chunky larry um and the rest of us there it is it's a really really cool group and yeah well, yeah. all of that that's a good plug what I would say is um, you can check out our Twitter which is uh, near 2 the number 2 no uh, on on Twitter uh, you can also check out near 2 the number 2 no media over on SoundCloud um, we're also on Spotify we're on iTunes uh, my Twitch stream is Ducks Imperator so you can check it. there's a link to it there on our SoundCloud as well and also uh, in the description of the shows. One thing before we go, Brynn and myself do a wrestling podcast or we're meant to do a wrestling podcast every week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. However, that's on Tuesdays. That's on uh, Tuesdays. So what we're going to do is that's becoming a legacy show. So whenever we don't hate wrestling anymore, we will do a podcast there. But for the meantime, it's kind of going to be old shows that, that are rebroadcasted or it's going to be fresh shows from other people in the wrestling media who don't despise wrestling. Uh, showcase for yeah. talent. So exactly. For some new guys, which those fine people in WWE don't know how to do. Yeah. So like not doing. <laughs> So like the de- the desk or rest of you hasn't ended. It's just we don't want to do it anymore as regularly as we used to. Yeah. So we'd much rather do this podcast, which is fun and yeah. isn't like getting blood from a stone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what's happening there. But what, what we will say is go over and subscribe to the, pod, to the podcast. There's going to be a lot more shows coming based on the Nerd to Know uh, media structure. So stay tuned. Because a lot more is coming as well. Attraction. 
coming attractions. And also, I'd like to plug something real quick. For anyone who wants to know any more of the cybersecurity things we've been talking about, uh, I will post it on, I'll post the audio version on the, the Nerd to Know thing, but it's also on YouTube. If you just search, uh, if you search Intro to Cybersecurity CCT, CCT Dublin, uh, you'll be able to see my 48 minute long talk you know, about. It would be so great if you had like some kind of a, a forum. Or like, yeah, you could, you know, present that thing, you know, like kind of like maybe not the video format, but more like a radio-based thing. It'd be such a great idea to do that, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it doesn't exist. No, no. Well, look, that if you guys want to see the video, you can. Uh, we will post the audio up on uh, Nerd to Know Media, so you guys can check that out there as well. So, Bryn, uh anything else you want to go before we we say goodbye? Um, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. All right, right on. All right, guys. So we will talk to you next week here on Nerd to Know Basis on Phoenix 92.5 FM, SoundCloud, iTunes, and every other way you can get audio and Spotify that you get into your ear holes. So we talk to you then. Bye-bye.